All right. So before we get uh, started too much, mm-hmm. I, I meant to read this to you like last time. So this is not an email. We haven't gotten any more emails. I apologize for that. I know how disappointing that must be. But, um, you know, like, you know, in the comment section on my videos, right? Like if somebody like, you know, I get plenty of people insulting me for various things. It's just like the nature of having a show. And yeah. it's just like at some point it's just like water off a duck, a duck's back, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, like if I have somebody else on, you know, like a guest or something, and then somebody insults them, I get the gloves are off. Cause it's like, well, it's just like, that's my friend. Like, you know, you're insulting my friend, <laughs> but I think it's not the opposite. What is it? It's like the inverse. It's not the converse. It's the inverse. The in, no, maybe it's, I don't remember inverse versus converse. Yeah. Like I'm saying like, you know, you also get plenty of people saying how great your show is or whatever. And it's just like, at some point, you know, it's always nice to hear that. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying at some point, it's just like, you hear it so often, you know, but so, you know, same thing. If, if somebody compliments somebody else, that makes me almost kind of feel better. Right. So, uh, the whole point of that, so this is a comment on uh, the episode zero YouTube video. Oh. And uh, this guy, Joe Leonard, says, uh, and there's also a question in here, but I'm going to get to the first part. Give first. me the good stuff, uh, Joe. I'm ready for it. Yeah. He says, listen to episode zero. Loved it. I could listen to Chris all day, but I have to say that the fact that Corey is here is the icing on the cake. <laughs> So I want to say, like, in much the same way that, you know, Reggie Jackson was the straw that stirs the drink, you, my friend, are the icing on the cake. So I thought when I read that, I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. Like good, like a buttercream icing, hopefully. Uh, I mean, I think whatever icing, you know, I would say uh, cream cheese. What's the difference between icing and frosting? I don't really know. But you know, like a carrot cake and it has that cream cheese? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, But that's frosting, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know the difference. It's, it's, but maybe icing gets like like kind of crunchy and hard, like it congeals a little bit. Oh, maybe. Yeah. That would kind of make sense. I was kind of hoping it, the comment would, say, would be on episode one oh and say, you know, listen oh, to episode zero, loved it. Yeah. Episode two. One, what happened? Yeah. It went off a cliff. No, no. no. Quality. We got, we, got, uh, <laughs> Quality. we got a few good we got a few good comments in episode one. Uh uh but okay, so anyway, so uh he goes on to say can't think of anything better going into the winter months. So that's cool. But nice. then he says, here he says, here's my question for you. I'm assuming this question is for me based on the question, but you're also free to answer it if you like, although I think I know your answer for sure. <laughs> he says, uh are you just as passionate about component stereo equipment as you are for vintage game consoles? And uh, so the only thing I would say about that is like, I would say that I'm as passionate about music as I am about games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I, I got my stereo all finished, you know, set up in the living room and whatnot. And, you know, to me, it's just like done, you know, like I have a uh, amplifier slash receiver that I'm happy with. I have a turntable I'm happy with. I have a CD player I'm happy with. I have speakers I'm happy, you know. And so I'm not looking at that like, oh, what can I upgrade or what can I do? Like, I guess I'm I'm passionate about it from the point of view that, you know, I'm happy with what I what I have. And I think I have like nice quality equipment. But yeah, like I think that my my gaming hobby as far as hardware goes is I'm always kind of looking for like, oh, what don't I have or what can I buy that will enhance the experience further like whether it's like a a new upscaler or like some cool new controller or some cool old controller that uh that i didn't already have so 
that that's my answer. I don't. I'm yeah, not sure I'm, how big into component stereo equipment you are anyway. But. No, I'm not super into component stereo equipment. You know, like I uh, basically just follow what you tell me to do. <laughs> a oh, lot of times. What's, well, I mean, a I, lot of times. I try to give good advice. So Yeah, I mean, you say, oh, you should check this out or you should get one of these. Or you say, I got one of these. And then I immediately start looking on like Marketplace or something like that. Like when yeah. you when you got real into like tapes, like making tapes. Yeah. yeah. I immediately. uh you know, got swept up in that. And then I ended yeah. up with uh, two tape players and one of them, like I'm is currently in my to get rid of box. Uh-huh. And uh, I just have one that I'm hanging on to. And then recently, yeah. you know, I was at the, um, at uh, a thrift shop and I yeah. got a CD player that has a mini disc player built into it. And that thing was like 300 bucks you for, it? for like, for like a year. Oh, and oh, oh. I went in there and, you know, it's like never moved. Yeah. And I'm like, when, when are you guys going to lower the price on this? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want it, but I'm, I ain't paying 300 bucks for it. No, and of course not. W- like at a place like that, you know, like, well, it's like more, it's like a pawn shop. So they always look at what they have. But this isn't the. It's not the same one. The, it's, it's the same okay. change. It, it's the same chain, but it's not the same yeah. place. Okay. So I said, when are you guys going to lower the price on this? And they they look at it in the computer and they say, okay, so here's what we've given somebody for it. And as long as we sell it for more than that, like, that's fine. Yeah. And so they're like, okay, so we got like 75 bucks in it. So I can, I'll sell it to you for $85 right now. Oh, that's a very good deal. And it has a big stack of like blank mini discs in it. And like, not that like mini discs is not something I've ever been passionate about or anything like that. And yeah. but it's still kind of a cool novelty. Did you ever have a mini disc player? No, 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 never. Okay. So, you know, I was like, okay, I will, I will do that. I, I've waited long enough on this thing, so I will, I'll definitely just buy that right now. Yeah. And I got it, and you know, I messed around with it for a day, and I barely used it. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's hard. You know, I, I had. I mean, I didn't want to make this a huge topic of discussion, but you know, since you brought it up, hmm? um. I had this would have been in like probably like 1996 or something. Uh, I bought at at Sears from their electronics department. Sony was selling this this bundle where you got like a home uh, like mini disc component, you know, just like the standalone uh, mini disc player slash recorder that you would put in with your component stereo, and then it also came with a portable player, like not a recorder but just a player. And oh, so, wow. um, and so I bought that because, you know, this was 1996 is really like right before, you know, MP3 players. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't like I don't remember when I started like downloading MP3s off of Napster, but it wasn't 96. Right. That was like a few years later. Yeah. And, yeah. That um, I, I was I'm pretty sure I was out of high school at least or yeah, basically just out of high school. But, you know, so for me, like that mini disc thing was awesome because like, you know, the player was was you know, pretty, they ended up getting much smaller later, but it was mm-hmm. still pretty small. And, uh, you know, so that became my portable music player because it was, it was more compact than a, a CD player. And of course that you can't, I'm not saying you can't make a mini disc player skip. Maybe if you shake it hard enough, you can, but I'm saying like, they don't really skip. Right. So, right. Uh, so I was able to make, you know, copies of some of my favorite albums and put those on mini disc and then have like maybe a few mix mixtapes on mini disc and just keep that all in my backpack. Yeah. And so I just have real fond memories of the mini disc format. But 
you know, it's like now, like I have a mini disc player that somebody, I have a really nice one actually, like a home component mini disc player that uh, a coworker of mine gave me along with a bunch of mini discs. But it's just like, aside from nostalgia, it's hard to like think of a reason to really do anything with it. Yeah, know? yeah, because there's no unique sound to it. Does Unless you're recording, I guess, from a mixtape, it's nice to have that that analog sound transferred over to that. But you could basically yeah. do that with anything, like even just recording the files into your computer if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's cool because like the one I have has it has like toss link in and out. Mm -hmm. Like so theoretically, you could go digital. You could record digital straight on to a mini disc without converting it. And then, you know, you could send out the digital signal from the mini disc to like a higher quality DAC or something. But, you know, th that's all the kind of stuff that's like these theoretical exercises when yeah. like in in practice, I don't hear the difference with any of that stuff, really. So, yeah. And it's just, um, it's just nice to have it just in case like the like some random situation you might run into where it's like, oh, I need this or I need to like I have this disc. I really want to hear it. And, you know, you just never know. And it might come in handy. You know, I have this. Uh, well, like a mini DV deck that was uh, that I got when I got a, a PVM. So it was a mini DV yeah. deck, like a professional grade, you know, probably cost like 10 grand at yeah. one point. Yeah. And I have like a small selection of mini DV tapes that I can just like hook up to that and play on the TV if I want to do like my like, like yeah. you know, at the time when I when I got married, uh, mm -hmm. I had a mini DV camera and I like people had it like for my my wedding and we're just like yeah. shot all this stuff. And that's like that is like the only reason to have it is to have it so that I can watch that tape specifically. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Isn't that I think a uh, uh, classic game room like back in back in the day i think that's how they recorded gameplay footage was onto a mini dv deck oh yeah if i remember, if I remember correctly i guess that makes sense uh, i mean i know that you know avgn did something similar but like recorded onto dvds or something like that he did dvd because i only know that because that's what i did when i started and i explained my process to somebody and they said oh that's what avgn does oh okay there, cool, there's there's definitely something about that style you know we've we've talked about this recently about how <laughs> It's an idea of like, well, don't say the idea. I'm not going to, to, but just like that, okay. that, uh, that analog, like low quality video is just not something you see anymore. Yeah. Uh, like on YouTube, because everybody's using like good stuff. Yeah. It's like this huge arms race to have your like, you know, capture footage and well, not just your capture footage really, but everything just look better and better and better. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and there's something like there's I, some, there's something nice about like that, uh, you know, that that crappy yeah. looking video. Well, it's just more authentic looking. But yeah. I just kind of, I noticed, I think I mentioned this to you already when we were talking about it, that like Jeremy Parrish did one of his like NES works videos mm -hmm. and all of his, all of it, the sort of talking headshots or whatever, he applied like some kind of like VCR distortion effect to it. Right. To try to kind of like go back to giving it more of that, that analog look. Uh, sorry, before we get too far away from the topic, I just wanted to mention going back to the mini disc thing real quick, uh, only cause I, I don't remember how many episodes ago it was. You mentioned that you were getting into like vaporwave or whatever. And, uh, oftentimes a lot of these vaporwave artists will release albums on mini disc. So that might be something oh, really? cool. Like, you know, cause then you could support an artist and you yeah. could get like, you know, a pre-recorded mini disc and it would be kind of cool. So. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm immediately going to look for something like that after should, we're, yeah. we're done with this recording. This. After we're done recording, 
episode six <laughs> of Here's My Question for You. Um, so uh, I didn't check. Well, hold on. Let me. I want to show you this first. So okay. you know, I've, I've been, I don't want to be like super annoying about all this stuff, but you know, uh, you know, I've been trying to shift into living a little bit more of like an analog lifestyle, if you want to call it that. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, I, I was keeping all of our questions on my phone, you know, on the, the notes app. Yeah. But uh, you may or may not know this about me that I've kind of a thing for stationary. I think people that watch my show know I've mentioned a few times that I got a real thing for just like pencils and pens and paper products and whatnot. And so I had, uh, but I, so I'll buy these notebooks and then not really use them. Like, oh, that looks cool. And I'll buy it. And then it's just like, it's thrown in a drawer. And uh, so I had this really nice, uh, you know, it's like one of these reporter style mm -hmm. uh, little notepads, you know, where like it, it flips up from the bottom, you know, and you could stick it oh, in your pocket. Oh, I like, I like that it flips up. Yeah. And so like I, uh, I've got my, my notes or whatever for, for this episode on, on here. And I'm going to start trying to, use, like, I keep this in my, in my messenger bag now. So I always have it on Oh, me that's good. So that when I think of a new question, I can just write it down in here. And so I have some notes in here. For things that I, I was bringing to the table today, and then obviously if you have things to talk about today, then that's also uh, awesome. But uh, I forgot, what's the date today? It's like the 13th or 14th or something it's like that? It's the 15th. That? Oh, my God. All right. It's the uh, the Ease 8 on the PS5 date. Well, that's just ex <laughs> extremely exciting. Uh, but so is am I correct that um, Thanksgiving is next week? Yeah, it's next Thursday. Okay, so, and th this episode we're recording right now is going to come out on Monday, and so this is going to kind of end up being our Thanksgiving episode, I think. But um, we'll get to that in uh, in a minute. But so, if you don't mind, do you mind if I start running through uh, some of my, my items here? Yeah, let's, let's, let's see some of your, or let's hear some of your items. Yeah. Um, so, I don't, I mean, th the first thing, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it, because I, I don't want to keep, I feel like we're beating a dead horse, because this is like the third episode in a row that I'm bringing this up, but uh, I just wanted to say that since the last time I, I finished uh, High Fidelity, the book High Fidelity. Okay. And, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I want to say that some, I think some of the issues I had with the movie, like the book, you know, you had mentioned how closely the, the plot, the movie plot follows the book plot, but I think there's some important sort of differences that mm -hmm. uh, uh, make the book a worthy read for anybody that uh, that likes the movie. But I don't want, I don't really want to go into that and spoil it for anybody that's maybe thinking about reading the book. But okay. I'd say that like, just the way the movie ends, it's like, you know, after everything that happens, they just like get back together like it was nothing. And then like everybody's celebrating and then the movie ends. And it's like, that's not really quite how the book is. Like, they still end up together, I'm saying, but, you know, in a way that I think makes a lot more sense. Like, it, it's a lot more realistic, I would say, in the book than the movie. So, yeah. Um, after I finished High Fidelity, I was, like, kind of looking around my house, like, okay, I need a book to read. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like I mentioned, you know, pretty much any book that I have in my house, like, chances are it's in my house because I haven't read it yet. And I intend to read it, like, because right. I don't really hang on to too many books. But, uh, so I had... Uh, this Stephen King uh, book. And I'm not really, I don't have like a problem with Stephen King. I don't think I've read enough Stephen King to really even have an opinion, you know, about the guy, uh, his writing anyway. I think he's an awesome, based on like how many of his stories get turned into movies, you got to say he's probably a pretty awesome storyteller. But I'm saying I haven't read a lot of his books. Mm -hmm. But uh, in fact, I think this is the only book of his that I, I have. But it's this book called, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, it's called Different Seasons. And yeah, it it's a, it's like, it's a, it's a pretty thick book because it's a, it's a collection of four, uh, 
novellas. Oh, cool. No, yeah. Novella, novellas. Yeah. Yeah. And um, three of the novellas in this book have been turned into movies. Oh, really? And and two of them are like two of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, man. So, okay. So, so I originally. What they're going to be. With it. And I remember I originally, I bought the book. We, my wife and I were on like a little mini vacation up in Portland. And Portland has like one of the greatest bookstores, I think, on planet Earth in Powell's Books. And I bought it there because it still has the price tag on the back. And I'm thinking that the, well, I know the, the reason I bought the book was to read one of the novellas. So I'm thinking I must have just watched uh, the Shawshank Redemption for like the 127th time. Mm -hmm. And I think that finally got me to where like, I want to read the book. Right. And so yeah. that's why I bought different seasons was to read the, the novella on which Shawshank Redemption. So was that's, that's one of them then. based. Yeah. It is, yeah. And then, like, another one of them is, I've, I haven't seen this movie, is Apt Pupil. Oh, that's the one with, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Gandalf. I, what, I can't think of his name. Um, Ian McKellen. And he's if like. If you say so. I've never seen Apt Pupil. It's like, so. I think there's directed by um, Brian Singer, I think. And it's like, he's like uh, the, like, so, the, he's no like the teacher is like a secret Nazi. Right. I don't know. I didn't. Oh, I didn't read I, that one. Oh, so like I, I only read. I only. I bought it to read the two. Well, I'm not going to read it. You're. You're fine. Like I read the two. Oh, okay. Novellas that I wanted to read, but but the other one. I mean, this is one of my all time favorite movies, going back to my childhood, and so I just kind of want to talk about that. Uh, the other novella that I was interested in is The Body, on which uh, Stand by Me was yes. based. Yes. Yes. Great movie and that I've not seen in a very very long time. I have to say, I mean, for, considering it's one of my favorite movies, it actually has been a very long time uh, uh, since I watched it. But that's, I was just going to bring that up, like, you know, if, if what you feel about, you know, if that, that like, for me, I feel like that was in, in some sort of silly ways, sort of an important movie in, in my childhood, uh, just, you know, based on, like, who was in it and whatnot. Yeah, I didn't see it until I was a, a bit older. So, I yeah. mean... Unfortunately, I can't really comment on that one specifically, but it's, it is, it's a very good movie. When I finally got around to seeing it, I felt like I wish I had seen it earlier. Yeah. I mean, I only got to see it because, you know, we had a we had a VCR at home, you know, and, and so my dad, like, we, we rented lots of movies when I was a kid, you know, because we didn't really go to the movies very often. Did you rent, rent movies from the, did your grocery store have movie rentals ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like such a uh, weird thing to think and, about. And NES games we used to rent. Yeah. Um, movies and NES games from the grocery store. But, uh, I mean, we rented from different places. Like my dad really liked going to, uh, you know, tower records. Like there mm -hmm. was a, our local tower records also had a video rental section. So he used to rent movies there, but, but yeah, I mean, there was a, it's kind of funny because near my house, when we moved in with my grandma in the same shopping center, there was a dedicated video store, but there was a grocery store as sort of like the anchor store of that shopping center, and they also rented uh, rented videos. Nice. Yeah. This is all very but, good because this kind of goes into my question eventually. This is good. Okay, which which I definitely want to get to. <laughs> um, so anyway, I, it was kind of interesting. Like, you know, I, I don't know why it took me so long to read the book because I know when I bought it, it was like I'm going to read – like I knew when I bought it, I'm going to read the body and I'm going to read – Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption, and then I'm done. Like, mm -hmm. I have no interest in reading the other two. I don't even know why I'm saying that, but it was just, like, just didn't want to read the other two. Like, I I think I read, like, the Precy or whatever, like, the 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 very condensed-down plot outline, 
and and neither one of those sounded uh, interesting to me. But I thought that the body was interesting. So first of all, I, one of the reasons I brought it up is just because, you know, based on our conversation last time and you talking about how, you know, you're pretty into listening to audiobooks, mm-hmm. I just think, actually, I would say that about both of those novellas. I just feel like those would be really cool to listen to as audiobooks. How so, long did they, did they take you to read? Uh, I don't, I mean, they're like a hundred, a little over a hundred pages. That's awesome. So like, they're, they're pretty short. Yeah. You know, I don't know how long it would take someone to read a hundred pages out loud, but I can't imagine it being, uh, that long, you know, but especially like the, you know, the body is told, I think both of those stories are told from a first person perspective. So, which, mm-hmm. which is the same way that the movie is right. Like Shawshank Redemption is really, you know, it's told from the perspective of red, you know, Morgan Freeman's character. And it's the same way in the book. Like it's red telling the whole yeah. story. So, and then uh, for the the body, just like Stand By Me, it's, you know, Gordy is, you know, you know, adult Gordy is like the narrator of the movie. And, mm-hmm. you know, adult, it's adult Gordy, you know, writing the story of, of the body. So, yeah. But one of the other things I thought was cool, I don't, I don't want I don't think anything I'm going to say is really spoiling it. But, you know, people always talk about like, there's the trope of like, you know, oh, well, the book was much better, you know, yeah. like, uh, you know, Jim Gaffigan's got his got his comedy routine about like the book was much better and like, you know, well, you know what I like about the movie? No reading. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you get a lot of book snobs that always have to be like, well, I read the book and it was much better. And like I was saying last time, like for me, I I like reading the book. If it's a movie I like and it's based on a book, if you go read the book, it's just like you're just kind of getting more information. Like you probably get more backstory. It's not a matter of one being better than the other. But I will say that I think that in the case of Stand By Me, I think the movie is a little bit better. Like the book is good. I really was, I was very entertained by it, but I think the movie's actually better than the book. Even though there's, there's like little subtle changes. In fact, I mean, I think I can talk, none of this is spoilers because like the plot is all the exact same. Yeah. The movie came out like what, like 82 or something like that? 84? No, it was like 86. Oh. Um, Oh. But, you know, like, for instance, like I said, like, you know, the book is told from Gordy's perspective, right? And so, like, you don't have, like, you know, in the movie, you have the scenes showing, like, Ace and his gang, like, doing their thing. Because you're trying to show how these two groups of kids end up coming together at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. But, of course, the book is being told from Gordy's perspective. And so he can't talk about, like, what, you know, Ace and them were doing. Right, right. You know, and so it's like, you know, they talk about them a little bit. And then you just sort of have it all come to a head at the end. But you don't really get as much of the backstory with, like, Ace and his gang. But I would say that the main – like, there's little stuff in the book where it's, like, you know, one character said something instead of another character. And, like, it's kind of not that big of a deal. But I think the main thing that's different that makes the movie better is, you know, the whole point of the story, right, is Gordy wants to go see this dead body because that dead body is, like, a surrogate for his dead older brother, right? Like, he's, right. he's going to see this body as a way of getting closure, Mm-hmm. because he lost his older brother, right? Um, speaking of which, well, I'll get to that later, but I don't want to forget to talk about that. But, um, you know, there's that scene where they're still in town. Like they, they're, they've started, they're meeting up to walk, you know, to start their long walk out. And, uh, you know, Will Wheaton's character, Gordy, and River Phoenix's character, Chris, they're walking down the sidewalk. And uh, Ace and Eyeball come out of a bar and Ace steals uh, Gordy's Yankees cap, right? 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Gordy's yelling like, hey, that's, you know, that's my brother gave that to me. You know, his dead brother, like my brother gave that to me, give it back. And Ace just turns and hands it to Eyeball and just says, well, you know, now it's mine or whatever. And so that never happened in uh, in the in the book. And uh, and the other thing that didn't have these two things tie together is that at the at the end, when they have kind of the big showdown, right, when the two gangs end up like running into each other. If you remember, Chris brought that gun with him, like he stole his dad's gun yeah. and like had it in his backpack or whatever. And then at the end of the movie, when they're all yelling at each other, Gordy's the one that pulls the gun out and fires the shot into the air mm-hmm. and, you know, says some things to Ace that I'm not going to repeat <laughs> on the show. Although it's funny because the lines are taken directly out of the book, which is great because they're like awesome you know, why don't you go home and do something to your mother some more and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, you call, you know, do something, you cheap dime store hood. They're just really good lines and they came straight out of the book. But in the movie, it's Gordy that has the gun, right? Because Gordy is, he's defending the, you know, Ray Brower's dead body because it's, his, you know, that body is the surrogate of his brother, yeah. right? Because yeah. he's going through this like psychological process. And so like to me, like a grief. It's like Ace stole the Yankees cap and he by in doing so he stole a piece of Gordy's brother, right? Yes. And and then it was interesting because I, I was reading something about the movie. Uh, you know, Rob Rob Reiner directed the movie. And you know, at the end of the movie when they're having this showdown, like none of the gang are wearing that Yankees cap, right? It's just gone. And you know, there's like sort of the 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 stereotype about actors, like if you see like, you know, a stereotypical actor being portrayed and they're like, you know. What do they always ask? Like they ask the director, like, well, what's my motivation? But it's like yeah. that really is something that, you know, an actor is trying to get into the head of the character. So that's why he's at like why what's going on? Like so that I know what, you know, what headspace to be in. <laughs> and apparently like Kiefer Sutherland had asked Rob Reiner, like, where's the Yankees cap? You know, why am I not wearing the Yankees cap in this scene? And Rob Reiner told him, he's like, oh, because Ace, as soon as they turned the corner, Ace threw it in the garbage can. Because the entire point of him taking the cat, he didn't want the cap. The, the whole point the, of it was, I, like the, the cruelty taking, was, yeah. yeah, the cruelty was the point. Yes. Um, but you don't, but, you but don't anyway, see I that, just. Though. Do you see well, that? Right. You, right. No, but what you do see, because I think the way it's written in the script, uh, Ace, Kiefer Sutherland's character, is supposed to take the hat and put it on. And Rob Reiner said, don't put the hat on. Just take the hat away from him and dangle it over his head. And then just turn around and hand it to eyeball because the point is you don't even want the cap. The whole point was just to take it. I see. So and I'm saying that you see in, in the movie. Well, you got me. Like I I need to rewatch this movie for one thing. You should, yeah. But I'm saying also, like I said, the the you know the book things happen. So in the book, it's Chris that has the gun at okay. the end, and so you don't really get the whole thing. I think the movie does a better job of conveying. Gordy's motivations for why he wants to go see this dead body, then I think the book does a, a poor job with that. Interesting. I mean, yeah. It's, oh, but so the other, sorry, go ahead. No, it's, that's fine. I like, this is all very educational to me because, like, I don't, I, I barely remember any of this. So it's, it's good. Well, you should, I mean, it's, it's, like I said, it's one of my absolute favorite movies. So. Mm. Um, oh, but so the other thing I was just going to say, I think one of the reasons, like, you, you know, that for me, that movie was the first time I saw so many actors, you know, like, I don't believe I'd ever seen, like, Will Wheaton had never been in anything noteworthy before. Right. That was, uh, that was pre, pre Star Trek, the next generation. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, about, that was, about that, that was like the first time I remember ever hearing about him. 
but he was like was, was doing a lot of stuff before that i guess or some stuff, yeah yeah but that was one of the things i was going to say i just thought was funny like you know there's sort of like this running joke on the internet like the whole shut up wesley thing mm -hmm. right because people like a lot of people i guess hate the character of wesley on star trek the next <laughs> generation and like i just think it's funny because like you know i was never really in that much into star trek when i was a kid like my mom was really into watching like the original series mm -hmm. but like i wouldn't really watch it with her because i was just like yeah whatever like i like the movies like i remember i saw like search for spock and the voyage home in the movie theater like i thought yeah. the movies were cool but like when the next generation came out i i didn't care like i didn't even pay attention to it but like the, the what kind of one of the things that drew me to it was that lavar burton was in it because mm -hmm. i used to love reading rainbow when i was a kid yeah and that will wheaton was in it because i loved stand by me so much it's like oh the guy from stand by me is in this well then maybe i should check it out <laughs> so the fact you have these people who are like don't I don't know. I just think that's weird. But like, but like that was the first time I ever saw uh, Kiefer Sutherland in anything. And then uh, I don't know if you remember, but you know, kind of going back to High Fidelity, John Cusack has a very small role in Stand by Me, and that was the first time I'd seen him. Oh, uh, I see. I don't in, remember in that anything. at all. He was Gordy's brother. Like they had like a little flashback mm -hmm. where Gordy's thinking about his brother, and it's John Cusack. But it's like literally just one scene. Interesting. Which is interesting like, because at that by that time, I think John Cusack was like enough of a name that right. Like for him to do a small role, like he, he must have just thought like this is a really cool little role, and so like you know he didn't like need to do that, you know, for the sake of his career. But yeah, I mean, I don't even know what John Cusack's big breakout role was. Was it Better Off Dead? Which I feel like I've only seen once. I, I mean, I don't know. Is it? I don't. I don't ever feel like Better Off. Like I love. I think Better Off Dead is like a great movie, but to me, it's sort of like a cult classic kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like, was I don't think it was really a popular enough movie that you could say that. Yeah. You know. So would you say that it was might have been say anything? Say anything? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think that was more popular than. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But he probably yeah. got say anything because of Better Off Dead. I don't. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that would make sense. But I mean, anyway, that's that's pretty much all I had to say about that. Except just say I just really um, I enjoyed reading that and it made me want to go watch the movie again. But then it just made me think, you know, the two things were just to talk to you about your memories of Stand by Me, but also just to sort of recommend that I think that would be really really cool to listen to. Yeah, uh, as an as an audio book, I like the idea that this podcast can just have like here's some recommendations throughout that yeah. people should, yes. should check out. I, I, I will see if my uh, the OverDrive app has that available and I will immediately yeah. sign it out. Because You know, there's good. another... I mean, it's like... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say there's another collection of, you know, Stephen King novellas that... Um, I know The Running Man came out of that one. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what else was in the other collection, but... I love I, think, I don't I know how many the people out there... Are... I, I... Oh, me too. But I don't know how many people out there know that that was a Stephen King story because yeah. still to this day i'm surprised i can still tell people that shawshank redemption was a stephen king That's story and they don't believe it crazy you know? to me like, like well to me the thing the only thing about that is like I, it makes me wish that stephen king wrote more non because i really have no interest in reading like a horror novel yeah you know but like i would definitely be interested in like hearing uh uh or reading rather you know more of his non-horror stuff mm -hmm. so so what are your what are your thoughts on the other if you like shawshank what do you think about uh frank darabont's other uh two movies in the his stephen king adaptation trilogy which is the green mile and the mist um i mean i haven't seen the mist but 
I mean, The Green Miles is, you know, an awesome movie. Kind of, for me, I think kind of hard to watch, but, yes. you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great movie. The Mist is, not, is good, but it's it's definitely more of, like, a straight-up horror movie. And uh, it has, it's, it's, it's kind of a downer. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I guess they, they both are. I mean, Green Mile is kind of, is a downer, too, so... But not Shawshank. Shawshank is definitely not. Yeah. I mean. So it looks like my uh, Panasonic tethering app crashed. So hopefully you're getting the. Uh, yeah, I'm video. seeing it. I we'll see just, ya. All right. We're just going to go with that. We're just, we're just gonna um, go with it. Anyway, and then the last thing I wanted to say about. Uh, this is the last thing that's book related. Mm-hmm. Um, is, you know, I told you last time that, you know, I got that Carrie Elways. You're saying it's Elways, so I'm going to roll with that. Yeah, I mean, that's how I've um, always said it. And... I got that, you know, that book about uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. So I want I want your opinion on this. So I haven't read it yet, mm-hmm. but I also haven't seen Princess Bride in quite some time. So I'm curious, would it be, should I watch the movie again first and then read the book? Or do you think it'd be cooler to read the book and sort of hear or read all that sort of inside baseball of the movie and then go read the movie? Or I mean, go watch the movie, rather. Uh, I think you should watch the movie. Because you can make a case. I feel like you can make a case both ways. Yes. But I think that by watching the movie first, it gives you a greater sense of the uh, context of mm-hmm. the, the stories that he's that he's sharing. Uh, and, you know, Princess Bride is, like, is such an easy watch. It is like such, oh, for sure. it, it just moves so quick, and like every moment of that movie is enjoyable. Uh, I watched it actually with my kids, I think last year for the first time, and they they mm-hmm. adored it. That's awesome. Yeah, like that's that's one of those things I miss about not miss because I never had kids, but I feel like I'm missing out on not having kids. Is like is. like showing them like some of this like good stuff. Yeah, like just being able to share stuff with them, you know? Yeah. And one thing I've learned um, about doing that, though, is you can't tell them, hey, we're going to watch this. Uh-huh. Because they, at least my kids, immediately push back against that. Like, oh, I don't want to watch an old movie. Oh. You know, so how do you, like, how do you present it then? Well, we just started, like, putting stuff on. Mm-hmm. And if, if the movie, if, if it makes sense for them they'll immediately just get sucked in anyways. Like I did that with uh, with Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it had no context, just put it on. And they, had, they, they, they loved it. They enjoyed that one? Yeah. That's a little bit of a creepy movie. I mean, I remember I watched that like right when it came out on like, yeah. home video. But Well, that and uh, The Dark Crystal. Did you ever see Dark see, I haven't Crystal? Seen, no, I haven't seen Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal is much, is much creepier, I think, than... Uh, than yeah. But they they were both from around the same time, and I think that, like, I I don't know the the history. We should have asked Dustin about it because he just did a whole video on the Labyrinth Famicom game a while back, and uh, about how it was like a big flop, and it mm-hmm. just like made Jim Henson like not want to make any movies anymore. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's very good. I I did not see that movie in the theater, but I remember renting it. Yeah, it's a very very young Jennifer Connelly, like, which is is interesting. I mean, because 
you look at it now and she's wait jennifer connelly was in dark crystal no she, she, she's about? in labyrinth i know she's in labyrinth i was yeah. like uh, was she in both okay never mind yeah uh and it's just you know like she's i think 14 or 15 or something like that in that movie uh-huh. yeah i mean i'm not sure if she was actually 14 or 15 in real life yeah but you know it's i think that's the only movie i've ever seen her in actually no way really think like i don't the only other two movies i can think of that she was in like i'm saying that i can personally think of is there was that beautiful mind movie which i haven't seen right and there was that movie i don't even remember the name of the movie and i can't remember the name of the male actor i think it's frank something but i just remember that uh that flock of seagull song space age love song was in the movie (laughs) Because if you go watch the video, the official music video for Space Age Love Song, which, by the way, is, in my opinion, Flock of Seagull's best song, not Iran, although that's also an awesome song. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, I don't, you remember like back in the 80s uh, and I guess into the 90s as well, like, you know, if a movie was on a, a or if a, if a song rather was on a movie soundtrack, then oftentimes the, the music video was like clips from the movie yes maybe like cut in with like clips of the you know the musicians playing Mm -hmm. and so that's the way it was with uh space age in fact space age love song music video is nothing but clips from the movie there's no nothing of the band but any anyway i'm saying whatever that movie is and i can't remember what it's what the the name is like that and a beautiful mind are the only other things i know you know of jennifer Connolly's uh work interesting well she's in she's in the new top gun movie if you ever see, I wanted it. to go see that in the theater, you know, and then it got like it was in the theater you know. for a long time. It was in the theater was much. It? Well, uh, yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure that it left the last theater that it was in uh, last week. But it was supposed to be in the theater like the previous summer, maybe even two summers previous. Yeah, right? yeah. It was, it was like maybe like, the summer of 2020. Yep. Because I remember I went and saw a movie like right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And like one of the previews was that. And I yes. didn't know. Like that was how I learned that that movie was coming out, and I was like super excited about it. Yeah, it's it's. I don't, it know, is I don't real know what good. happened. I, you should... I ended up not seeing it. So, and now I don't have a TV anymore. So if I want to watch, I have to watch it on a tiny screen. So that really sucks. Yeah, and especially since that movie is it's it's made to be watched on on a big screen. It really, it was they... on it was in IMAX too. I wanted to go yep. see it in IMAX, but then like I have to go pretty far. To see you should see if it's. I mean, you have any dollar theaters? I bet it would be in a, a dollar theater. No, we don't have dollar theaters here. This is California. Well, I mean, they don't. They can do to juice you for more money. They, they don't really do that anywhere. Like, well, at least most places oh, really? anymore. When I was growing up, we had stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, I the last I time saw I saw remember... Field of Dreams at a dollar theater. What do you think about that? That's. I mean. I, I did not see that movie in the theater, so that's that's. If you charge a dollar for it, they, they will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and you did. Yeah, I did. You and yeah, many other people. Great. I think the last movie I went to see at a dollar theater is probably The Matrix, which I'd already seen many times. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. I I because back then, you know, like the late nineties, if a movie did really good, it would be in the yeah. theaters for so long. You know, yeah. like. I'm pretty sure that I saw The Matrix at the Dollar Theater uh, like a year after it came out. It was, yeah. dar- it, was, it was darn close to being a year. You know, it's funny because The Matrix is an example of like one of those movies that I didn't want to see mm-hmm. because people people wouldn't like shut up about it. Yeah. And I have like – I mean to me it's like I would consider it a personality flaw, right? Because <laughs> like you're doing something to your own detriment. Like – 
if people want shut up about how awesome something is, I'm just like, well, no, I don't want to see it. You know, I yeah. guess just to be So have like, you still not seen it? No, 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 I have. But it was just like people kept at work like, oh, my God, you haven't seen The Matrix? But like that was kind of like secretly like I wanted to see The Matrix, you know? And so yeah. like I used to live close enough like I could walk to a movie theater. Yeah. Um, and so like I walked over there like, you know, one day and just watched it by myself. You know, like while it was still like it, this wasn't like what you're talking about where it was like way later, you know, mm -hmm. it was still like, you know, there was still all the Matrix buzz going around. And I, I went and saw it. And I was like, oh, man, that was so awesome. Because I had no <laughs> idea. It was one of those movies where I really didn't understand what it was about. Yeah. You were like immediately you're like, oh, I guess people were right about this. <laughs> but I knew they would be. It was more yeah. just like people were it was getting to the point like where people were being like like it just really when you tell someone like I haven't seen kind of going back it kind of goes back to like dustin's question from a couple episodes ago right but mm -hmm. it's like when somebody finds out i haven't seen some movie or watched some tv series or played some video game or or listened to some album and they they start talking to you like you just ran over their dog you know like oh my god you haven't it's like well now now i'm extra not gonna watch it yeah like, i was yeah. like i should just start telling people like i was kind of planning on watching that in the next few months but now because of what you just said to me I'm going to wait three years. I'm putting it in my phone. Don't watch this until at least 2025. So you can, well, you can, helps you let go of those expectations and, or yeah. like being annoyed that you actually went and watched it based on their like freaking out about it. And then, but if it's not as good as, as they said, it's like, oh, I just, I can't trust yeah. this person anymore about anything. Right. You ever, uh, you, you ever go to like drive-ins and stuff growing up? Uh, I think I only ever went to the drive-in once. What'd I you think. See? Do you remember what you saw? Of course. I'm just trying to think before I answer. I'm just trying to think if I ever gone to the drive-in again. I don't think my wife of I and I have ever gone to. The is there, is there one near you? That's the thing. It's not. There's one in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. You know, but like I live like you know 20 minutes west of Sacramento, right? And like this drive-in is like on the eastern side of Sacramento, so it's probably like a 45 minute drive at least mm -hmm. just to get there. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, that's no fun. And and I don't know somehow like. Like Somehow that's enough that I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. You ever you know? feel like, do you, ha do you have a hard time driving at night? Like, I feel like as I'm getting older, it's more and more difficult for me to drive at night. And I, it's, I, I like sound like I, such an old man saying that, but. Well, I mean, I don't know why, like, I don't know what, like what you're, like the reason you have a hard time driving at night. Like for me, like I have really, really bad night vision. Yeah. Same here. And like, but just my like wife and I will be in stuff, the, like even in your glasses and stuff, it just makes it so difficult. Well, I mean, I have like my glasses have like the anti-glare coating or whatever, mm -hmm. but I'm saying like, for me, like we could be driving and like, to me, the road is just like pitch black. And, but my wife will be like, no, I can see like, you know, like I can see the stripes and the little reflectors, but I'm saying like, I think for me, like I don't, my eyes don't have good, like like my ISO of my eyeballs is like too low, right? Because things to me that are just black, she can still see stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well then you should probably drive at night because I'm just going to get us killed. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't eat enough carrots growing up. I think that must be it. Yeah. You. You. I mean, I don't know if that's even like a real thing or if it's just I, somebody. I, don't know, I thought I read somewhere that that was not true. I mean, it does not surprise me that it's not true. But for people yeah. that are listening to this and don't know, like growing up, I mean. I guess if you are familiar with this, then it must be something that parents told all their kids. Maybe it's like on TV or something at some point. I, th I think so. Where like well, if no, you eat I, carrots, you can see better in the dark. And I, I still say I, it to my kids. I can't remember why, but I actually one time read, like I saw it somewhere on the internet. It was like the reason that that whole thing got started. 
Like there's actually a story behind why, you know, this whole narrative started of like, you need to eat more carrots to improve your, your eyesight. But I, I just don't remember what it is now. Cause this was like a long See, time. I didn't realize it was but, just like eyesight in general. I thought it was just like seeing in the dark. I mean, eyesight was what I heard. I don't, it was sort of non-specific. It yeah. sounds like maybe you had more of a, a you know, you got more spec, spec, Never mind. I can't say the word. Specificity is what I'm trying to say. It's like, for me, it's a little early in the morning still. So specificity. <laughs> uh, but sorry. So to go back and answer your question. So, uh, which is funny because I was reading about this this morning, just coincidentally, the mo the movies that I saw in the movie theater, um, it was my, my dad, my stepmom, my sister, and I all went to see uh, Adam's family. Oh, you know, like with Raul Julia and yeah, Angelica yeah. Houston and Christina Ricci. That was and the last movie that I saw in, at the drive-in two years ago. Oh, actually. well, it's the only movie I ever saw. But I mean, this was like when it was out. So like 91 or something, I think. I yeah. Think it was in 91. And, and, you know, I don't know how – is this like a universal thing that drive-in movies are always double features? Like to me, that's like a universal yeah, thing. Yeah, maybe I mean, I'm, I, wrong. I'm pretty sure that it is because, you know – Movies will start, I think, before it starts, like, before it gets real dark. So yeah. they'll always have two movies so that, you know, you stay there late. People will, you know, yeah. for it, like, to take your kids and they'll almost always fall asleep before the end of, yeah. before the second movie is over. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so anyway, so we went just to go see, like, the intention was, like, we're just going to go watch uh, uh, Adam's Family. Mm-hmm. But the other movie, the other part of the double feature was Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, which oh. I had already seen because I went and saw it like the day it came out. Mm -hmm. Like, remember I just said, like, I lived like walking distance from a movie theater yeah. when I was in like junior high and high school and they happened to have Star Trek VI. And so like the, the day it came out and it was like a small movie theater. So it wasn't, and you know, I lived in a, in a city that had quite a few movie theaters. So it's like. It was the day it came out, but it's not like I showed up and there was like a line around the building kind of thing. Like I was right. able to just walk up and, you know, I'm the, the theater was pretty full, but, you know, so I was able to just walk over there and, and watch it. And I just thought like, wow, that was like a really, you know, a little fan service -y, you know, but, uh, but a very cool movie. And so when uh, we went and saw the Adams family, I kind of convinced my mom and my stepdad that we should stick around and, uh, and watch Star Trek six, just cause I wanted to see it again. So <laughs> Star Trek Six is is pretty is a good one. I saw that one in the theater too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty good. I saw, I think I saw four, five, and six. I didn't see one, two, or three in in the theater, but four I saw it at a theater that was like a single movie theater, and like single screen. You're saying a single screen, yeah. But it was a huge yeah. like auditorium, uh, and I was so sick that about halfway through the movie, I just like left the movie and like lay down on the bench. In the lobby, like and like, aren't like sick, like you were getting a cold or the flu, or yeah, like yeah, you were getting flu. like okay, the, the flu, yeah, for sure. That sucks. And I, I, I saw five in the theater, but then I, I to this day, I think that's the only time I've seen that movie. Which you know, know people, people say this, it's real, it's it's so bad, it's so bad. But I feel like it's probably not nearly as bad as people have made it out to be at this point. I, I've never understood that whole. The whole narrative people have about like, oh, it's like the even numbered movies are the good ones and the odd yeah. numbered movies. I don't get that at all. Like I think to me, like 
I liked the first movie and a lot of mm-hmm. people thought that it wasn't good or didn't like it. Like I thought that was a really interesting plot and I thought it was a cool movie. I mean, to me, I, I like all six. Let me just say yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Same For, here. I like all of them, but to me, the worst one is Star Trek four. Like Did, I loved it as a kid, but it's like that. It is so horribly fan servicey and, mm-hmm. and the plot, the, the whole concept behind the plot, you know, what's funny. So I, I watched some of those movie. I forgot. I made my, like, I didn't make her, but like, I don't think my wife was like super keen on the idea, but like, I have like, <laughs> I think I have like the first star, the first five Star Trek movies on like Blu-ray. Cause mm-hmm. I got them at like a discount store for like yeah. $3 a piece or something. And so we watched, like, I think it was the first three, like not back to back, but just over the course of a few weeks or whatever, we watched the first three. And at the end of the third movie, I was so like, not mad, but just annoyed at how the plot worked out. I never uploaded it, but I recorded a video of me like just not ranting, but just <laughs> explaining here is what they should have done. At the end of four. With the, no, like even at the end of three, like the whole plot okay. and I just how the whole plot I thought was just dumb and how they could have made a few simple, I don't remember all of it now in case you're going to ask, but like I, I laid it all out in the video of like, just, you should have done this instead of doing that and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And everything would have made like way more sense. Yeah. But, um, I mean, they're all like, like, I thought, like two, three, I think four, that the, like, like that, like a trilogy, right? They're yeah. All, they, they run together. Like, yeah, they're like the, the movie version of like a musical suite. Like you have to yeah. really watch all three of those back to back. Cause it's a continuing uh, storyline. But like, I thought the plot for five was actually quite interesting. So I don't, I really don't understand people who think that it's not good. I mean, it's just like, to me, five is like a standalone movie the way the first one is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you exactly. Don't, you can watch five. You don't need to have watched two, three, and four to watch five. Right. And you could say the same thing about six, right? Five and six are both just like you watch a movie and it's good and you're done. But like, especially like if you watch Star Trek three by itself and you hadn't it's seen like what like is even two going in a long yeah. time. Yeah. You're like, I don't understand what's going on here at all. Yeah. You know, I, I should revisit five though, because I, I feel like I never thought it was was bad and i you know like that's the thing you say you like all all six of them and i think that i i'm the same way like i don't think like oh you know the odd ones are bad and the the even ones are good it's like they're all pretty good and just some are better than others right but i'm saying if i turn on the tv it's kind of like what we were saying a few episodes ago about like star we were saying how you could watch the first three star wars movies just like over and over and over again yeah like, cause to me it's like, and I, and I had mentioned when you said that, that I can't remember which cable network it is, but like somebody shows like episodes one through six, like all in a row mm-hmm. every once in a while. Right. It's like TNT or one of those, one of those stations. Yeah. And if I turn on the TV and like one of those movies, I mean, maybe not the prequel trilogy that depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But like, if I turn on the TV and any of like the original three movies is on, that's like, you know, what Rich Eisen calls like a remote drop movie. It's like, yeah. oh. I'm watching this, yeah. And I, but I would say the same thing about probably any of the Star Trek movies, one yeah. through one through six, maybe not the later ones, but um, like even if you're not so sitting yeah, I mean, there intently watching, it's like I'm going to put this on and I'm just going to leave it here, and maybe I'll do something else, and I'll just like kind of come in and out of the room. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's something very comforting about it, and like there's there's very few movies that I feel like fall into that category, especially like movies that are releasing now. Yeah, that I would do that same thing with. Yeah. 
Um, so anyway, you had said, I, I have like one more thing on my list. But that's kind of like, <laughs> that was supposed to be kind of like the big question or whatever, but I kind of actually, I feel like we've been talking about stuff that I wanted to talk about. No, like it's, it's, it's fine. It is fine. So if you, if you had something, you know, if you wanted to. Yeah. If I wanted to jump in with a question. Well, so this yeah. is something it kind of plays into. So l- last night I sent you this image or a, a posting to, uh, like, like these stickers that are for, were for sale and yeah. they're all these like old electronic stores store stickers which are kind of cool like there was like a uh electronics boutique there was a circuit yeah. city yep and comp usa comp usa and and the good guys which is like you said is that the that's like i don't recognize that logo but you know we never had one of those around me i think so my understanding because i used to go to the good guys all the time my understanding is that the good guys was west coast only okay um, that would then that, that makes good sense. guys was like they sold like Circuit City sold like all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like pretty much anything that had electronics in it, Circuit City sold it. Good Guys was more like home audio, home video, car audio, uh, and then like they sold video games. Okay. Like the first – I think I told the story on my show one time, but like the first place I ever saw or played an Atari Jaguar was was at a good – they had a demo kiosk and I got to play um, – whatever the packing game is for the Jaguar just flew out of my head. But uh, <laughs> uh, was it um, Trevor McFur? Was that the packing game? No, 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 no. It was the one, it was, it was like the the third person flying game. Cybermorph? Yes. That, yes. I didn't realize that was, I mean. That was, that was the packing game. Oh, so that was wow. what they had running in the kiosk. But anyway, that, that is what circuit or that's what the good guys rather was. And so when I saw that, that's just not the logo of theirs I'm familiar with. So I saw that and I was like, I don't know what that is. But the other <laughs> stickers were very cool. Well, so this, the, I guess this question kind of banks on on that idea. And, you know, maybe I'm opening up a can of worms now that we're like even 55 minutes in there, this recording. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> but, it, but it is what it is. Uh, so no, no rules, right? So my question for you is like, what are some other stores that no longer exist that you, yeah. you still think about or that you have like some pretty fond memories of? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I think the it's a general question, so we can just roll with it. I mean, there's just so many. I mean, like, like I feel like all the stores that I really liked going to when I was a kid are all gone. You know? Yeah. Especially because, like, where I I lived in a weird place because I lived in a pretty big city, but it was kind of semi. At least for California, I would say it was geographically isolated. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can. You can go to plenty of places in like the Midwest or whatever and say like, well, that city, like there's no other city near it for like hours, right? But like for that to be the case in California, I think it's a little bit more unique. So like growing up, even though I lived in a pretty big city, like we didn't have like big box stores. Like we didn't have a Best Buy until like right. I was in college or we didn't have Target until like a little bit later. Like mm-hmm. I remember when we got like a Walmart, it was like, oh my God, we have a Walmart now. Yep. That's, that's how it was. And so like, yeah. you know, for me, a lot of, you know, the places I went, like I would go to the mall and go to like the smaller stores that were there. But so, I mean, to answer your question, like the, the ones that pop into my head immediately are, I still, I still miss Radio Shack terribly. Mm-hmm. Like I still think all the time of something that I need where if Radio Shack was still around, I could just go get it. Yeah. You know, like the other the other day, like one of my pieces of equipment at work blew a fuse. And like I happened to have like another like parts version. Like, you know, I have like a piece of equipment that's like broken mm-hmm. that I keep around because I can pull parts out of it to fix the, the one that's still in service. And it's like I was able to take a fuse out of that and replace it. But it's like I was really thinking like I don't even know where to go get a fuse now. 
like would the hardware store sell like that kind of fuse? Like it's not, if it was an automotive fuse, then of course there's plenty of places to get that. But like the kind of fuse that would have gone in like an old, you know, stereo receiver or something that, you know, Radio Shack had tons of, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know where to get something like that, you know, anymore. But I also, especially around like the holidays, like, you know, you know, at least to me, you know, the holiday season is like basically Halloween through New Year's, right? Like for me. Yes. Like that's the best time of the year. But uh, anyway, I always miss Radio Shack a little bit more during the holidays because like they used to have like they would bring in all these toys, like electronic toys and whatnot that they only had during the Christmas season, right? The rest of the, like you could walk into a Radio Shack anytime and get like a remote control car, right? But if you went in there in like November or December, there was like 10 times more selection, you know? And then they would have all the little like handheld like race games, cars like, and star- or like the remote controlled cars and stuff too. They yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They would have like that. But then they, they had like, you know, Radio Shack was really good at like ripping off like other things. Like they had their own version of like like the Nintendo Game & Watch games. You know, they had stuff that was like similar to that. Not like Tiger or, Woods, but like something else completely. Well, no, just like Radio Shack branded. Oh, know? wow. But I mean, I'm saying it wouldn't be like Mario or something. I'm saying they had, it was like very similar style games, but they were just like Radio Shack versions yeah. or whatever, you know? And I mean, I could go on and on. They had tons of that kind of stuff. But like, so I, I, mi- I always miss it around the holidays because I used to always love, like my, my two favorite stores when I was a kid were Toys R Us and Radio Shack. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I used to ride my bike to Toys R Us like all the time. I would, oh, if I went, anytime I went to the- close. It was, yeah, I was close enough I could ride my bike. So, like, you know, on a given weekend, if I was bored or something, I would hit my grandma up to, like, you know, give me some, give me some, like, work. You know, I'm like, hey, yeah. what can I do to, like, earn, you know, five or ten bucks? And she'd be like, oh, well, you know, go sweep the garage and go clean. Like, she'd be like, oh, clean every window in the house inside and out, you know, and I'll give you ten bucks, you know, or whatever. Which, yeah. you know, in the early 90s, I mean, ten bucks was no joke, you know. Oh, for like, sure. You could, you could take ten bucks to to Toys R Us and you were definitely coming home with something cool, right? Yeah. So, you know, so like I would do that or, you know, my grandma would often, uh, she really liked going to the mall to go clothes shopping or something. Like my grandma was really into like clothes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like on a Saturday, you know, if I was home and I wasn't doing anything and my my mom worked on Saturdays, like if my grandma was going to go to the mall, she would always come. If I was home, she would come. If I was in my room or wherever and she'd just say, hey, I'm going to the mall, you want to go, you know? Right. And of course I want to go. Why would I not want to go to the mall, right? <laughs> and so like, you know, and we would get we would get to the mall and it, it's so funny. Like my like my grandma was one of these people, like she really didn't want to spoil like anybody. Like she didn't want to spoil her kids or spoil her grandkids, right? And so that's why like I was saying, you know, I could never ask my grandma for ten bucks. She'd be like, No, I'm not giving you ten bucks, right? But if I said, you know, do you have some way for me to earn ten bucks? Sure. She'd find something for me to do, you know. And so, like, it's funny because, like, we would go to the mall and we would be in the parking lot still. And she she always did this exact same thing, like a routine. She would, like, sigh. She'd say, do you have any money? <laughs> and I would tell her, I'm like, no, but it's okay. Like, you don't need to give me any money. Like, you know, like, because I would feel bad, you know, because, like, it's my fault I don't have any money. Like, I spent my allowance or whatever. Like, <laughs> like, I was just going just to go, right? Like, I can sit at home and be bored and watch TV or play Nintendo Mm-hmm. Or I can go to the mall. I'd rather go to the mall. Yeah, heck yeah. But but like, you know, my grandma's whole thing is like she didn't want me walking around the mall without any money, right? And so like, but she made it sound like she did this, I think, because she didn't want me to ever get comfortable with the idea 
of just getting free money from her. I think that's kind of where her motivation was there. So she'd be like, oh, you have any money? And I'd be like, no, but it's okay. And she's like, well, and she would just give me like $10 just so they're like, well, I just yeah. don't want you to have any money. So here's $10. But she would do it in a way where it's like, she was making it seem like she was being put upon so that I would never get to the point where I thought, I thought of my grandma's purse as like an ATM machine, you know? Yeah. But, but anyway, so she'd give me the money and like the four stores I would always hit, I'd always go to Radio Shack. I'd always go to KB Toys. That's another example mm -hmm. of the store I really miss. And, you know, I think generally the most malls that I went to as a kid, wherever it was, like they would have a Walden Books and a B. Dalton. And so I would always go to both. B. Dalton. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that. Is it just, it's is it like just if, like Walden Books? Yeah. It's like the exact same. Mm -hmm. It was just like, there was two competing like mall bookstores. Interesting. See, we didn't, we yeah. only had Walden Books in any of the malls like around, at least that I knew well, of. You definitely weren't missing anything. Like yeah. it's. If you had if you had one, you were covered. You didn't need to have like both. So I, I take it you're a big are you a big fan of like just malls in general? I mean you Well you, not anymore, but But yeah, I mean growing up though, I mean, do you feel as though a lot of your like a lot of major memories were like made in the mall? Like do you like I'm I'm a big fan of like like that late eighties, early nineties, like yeah. mall culture, like the feel and yeah. like of looking because yes. I used to just go Definitely. there and you know, I love it when my my mom would just like let me go and hang out at some place while she yeah. does some shopping and I would go to like electronics boutique or the, go to the arcade and go to Walden Books like looking for yeah. game magazines go stop in at the uh at Camelot Music or the Wall you know mm -hmm. like I I'm that's that is a time that uh I f I feel like I I think back very fondly on and it makes me really sad like the state of malls now yeah, I feel the same way. And it's just like like what I said, you know. I mean, we would sometimes I would go to the mall like with my, you know, my dad and that family or whatever. I'd go with my usually if I went with my grandma, you know, we would go through the routine, the do you have any money routine? And the reason for that was that we would get to the mall and split up. Right? Like she would just say, "Okay, meet me." Like, you know, if we got there at like 1 in the afternoon, she'd be like, "Okay, meet me at like 2:30 in the food court." Right. Right. And so then we would go do like whatever. She'd go look at clothes. I'd go to the stores I already mentioned. And then we would meet at the food court and maybe like have something to eat, you know, mm -hmm. together. And then, uh, and then pizza. go home. No, so it's kind of weird. Like like the food court at the mall that we went – like the mall that we used to go to, like the building is still there, but it's not really even a mall anymore. Yeah. But the food court at that mall – Is it just like all unique like, places? They were all like little locally owned, mm -hmm. like they, they weren't chains. It was just like somebody opened like a little Chinese food stand yeah. in the food court and somebody else had like a Mexican food stand. Did the Chinese food stand have always have somebody out front handing out little samples on a toothpick? No, no. Oh, really? Although I've seen that, I I've feel... seen that, you know, subsequently. Like if I go to the mall now, there's somebody doing that. Oh, I but, mean, I feel those, like there's but no. But now those are all like corporate chains. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, back in the day, it was like, for me, there's always like these places handing out like teriyaki chicken. It was like yeah. Man well, Manchu just, Walk was the name of the, yeah. the one that I've it's heard It's just of. smart, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even like when I was a kid. It's like loaded like with MSG so that you'd like oh, want to go and. <laughs> That's the good stuff. <laughs> Get a whole plate um, of it. You know, but when I was like five, six, seven years old, like every year, my grandparents would take me to the mall to get my picture with Santa. Um. Which uh, that's one of the biggest, uh, just going back to the holidays again, like I really miss the way those malls were done up for Christmas, you mm -hmm. know, with just like ridiculous amounts of Christmas decorations and, you know, playing Christmas music. Like I don't, 
I, I get where people are coming from when they talk about how much they hate Christmas music. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate your point of view. I just, that's not mine. Like yeah, I, I love Christmas music. In okay. fact, I have a thing where like I, I, it's like a self-imposed rule that I don't, I do not listen to Christmas music until Thanksgiving is over. Like the one thing I will say that annoys me, but Christmas music is just being used in that situation <laughs> is like, if I go to target, like right now, they're already playing Christmas. Oh, music. Yeah. And I was like telling my wife, it's like, you're ruining it because like, first of all, well, so here's my, so the reason that they do it, right. I was telling my wife this, like, if you go to target, like there's certain square footage in target, like in a certain spot in my target, right. Where that's where all that's like the rotating stuff. Yeah. Right. So like I was telling her, you know, at the end of the summer or in the middle of the summer, really, that turns into the back to school section. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after back to school is over, that turns into the Halloween section. And then once Halloween is over, there's nothing else to put there but the Christmas stuff. Right. There's not yeah. you don't have like Thanksgiving stuff at Target, right? And so, because people get all mad about, oh, there's stuff in the stores earlier and earlier, but it's like, yeah, but it's because they have space in the store. This is the seasonal stuff. And so, well, we're putting Christmas stuff out on like November 1st or whatever. So I get why they're doing it, but it's just like at the same time, you're, I'm already hearing like jingle bells or whatever, like over the PA system. And it's Mm -hmm. like not even Thanksgiving yet. And I think that annoys me because like, I love Thanksgiving. And so it's like, can we let Thanksgiving be a thing? Yeah. Instead of already mentally being in the Christmas season, like to me, it's the holiday season, but like, I like all of the holidays. And so like, stop horning in, you know, cause if you're targeting, well, they're just trying like, to get not... you to spend money. Like, they're well, like... right. And the thing is like, what is there to spend? Like you spend money at the grocery store for Thanksgiving, right? So you're not really spending as much money at a target. So they're, but they're trying to get you to already start buying, you know, Christmas well, it's the same stuff. thing with like Black Friday. Like it's not, like Black Friday is not even a thing anymore. It's like for yeah. the entire month of November. Yeah, it's already Black Friday. Like I Exactly. Like I've gotten so many <laughs> so many emails saying like Black Fi- Friday starts today. <laughs> right. It's right. not even a day anymore. It's like it's two months. Well, we don't Yeah. I don't know if you guys have it where you live. Like here we have small business Saturday. Yeah, yeah. We have so we do. Yeah. We always go do stuff for that. It's yeah, that's know. that's nice. That's go nice. to like a record store or a bookstore or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so, um, so KB Toys was, so that was a big one for you. Like I, I liked KB Toys a lot. I used too. to, cause I just felt like you could always, I mean, it's funny cause I feel like full price, KB Toys and Toys R Us both were not a good deal. Like they would charge you over retail for yes. stuff. Right. Yes. But KB Toys always had that white wire. It was like a wire rack bin or something like at the front of the store where they would put stuff on like super deep discount. And, you know, as a kid that was walking around the mall with like not more than $10 in my pocket, I could always go look in that bin and say, oh, what do you got in here? And like, I would find like weird, like I remember one time I bought like this weird Nintendo controller. Mm -hmm. It was like that quick shot brand that made like nothing good ever, I don't think. (laughs) Like I bought one of theirs just because it was like it was like five dollars, right? And I was like, oh, what's this? That looks neat. And I bought it just for the sake of buying, you know, because I had money burning a hole in my pocket, yeah. right? So I'm like, well, I'm buying that, I guess, and taking it home. <laughs> but like I remember like the best thing I ever pulled out of one of those bins was I got Mega Man six for four ninety nine. Oh man. Those are the days. And like- I had never I had never owned a Mega Man game. I used to play Mega Man games over at my friend Jonathan's house, but like I never had a Mega Man game. And so like when I saw that, 
it was just like immediate sold. And, and you so think like, like, I've oh, got it's a soft the newest spot one, and it's got it. So it's it's the newest one, so it's got to be the best one. Yeah, but I I didn't even care because like to me it was like now I can play like unlimited Mega Man. Yeah. Ah, oh, Gabby but, toys. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I can talk. I mean, or Sears. Like, I miss the heyday of Sears. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Sears is around anymore at all. Like, we don't have our Sears Searses uh, around here anymore. Although I will say, I don't know if you know what Round One is. Round One. So it's like, um, it's this chain of arcades. Okay. Yeah. That but is. I think they're from Japan. Because like, if you go mm -hmm. into a like, I went into a Round One like ten years ago down in Los Angeles. And they, they literally have like candy cabs in there and they'll have like uh, like Japanese arcade games that didn't come out here. And I was like, whoa, this place is awesome. <laughs> and um, and we just got uh, up here in the Sacramento area. One of the one of the Sears's that was connected to a mall like closed because like I said, they all closed around here, but it got turned into a round one. I was like, oh, that's wow. pretty cool. Yeah. But I do – like Sears, like when I was a kid, like I used to do – like a lot of my shopping would come out of the Sears catalog. Like mm -hmm. my mom bought my shoes out of the Sears catalog or like if my birthday was coming up, she would just hand me the Sears catalog and just be like pick a toy. Yeah. And uh, we used that's to go – yeah. And that was just like a regular place. If we went to the mall, we would always go into Sears. And it's funny. Nobody remembers this that I've talked to, but – at the Sears, I'm talking about, you know, this would have been like definitely in the 80s, like when I was in like elementary school. If you went to a, my local Sears, like just sprinkled around the store were a few like snack stands. Like if you were walking down like the main aisle, like the main thoroughfare in Sears at like some intersections or whatever would be like this freestanding like snack stand. And they would have uh, like fresh uh, popped popcorn. Oh yeah! And, so and at soda Sears they had this. And, at Sears, and then they wow. would have uh, like C's style candy, right? Where you bought like a piece of candy, right? Like old candy shop style, you know? Yeah. Like a you know like a like, like saltwater taffy or something like that. Yeah, or or like you know nuts and caramel covered in chocolate, but it yeah, was just yeah. like in in one of those little brown paper or mm -hmm. like. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cup style, uh, little wrapper. Yeah. Things, well, we have you know? actually a couple of places like that, like around here, uh, they're like candy shops and they sell like individual pieces like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can do that here. I can just walk in the city. They, they have, uh, did they like, uh, have hot dogs on the rollers or no? I don't remember. I can't say for sure. I remember we used to always get the, the popcorn, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> when I tell you this is literally the saltiest popcorn I've ever like I'm not I'm not even trying to be funny like you'd eat the popcorn it, it was so much salt no your lips would start to crack <laughs> it was that salty and it, it came in one of those bo like back when popcorn came in like a cardboard box you know with flaps on the top so you could like eat some of the popcorn yeah and then, like kind of like a cereal box yeah know? yeah and you could like fold the flaps down and like save the rest <laughs> of the popcorn for later lips with lips and crack you know I yeah. I, I mentioned the hot dogs because we had a store. I guess it was like a department store called Hills. Yeah. And like, I think I've heard, I think I've seen like ads maybe when I was doing like research for the show, but that sounds familiar, Hills. You know, they used to, I mean, they had like like frozen Cokes and stuff and you could get like the hot dogs on the rollers. And I remember. Wait, what do you, what do you mean frozen Coke? So frozen Coke is like, a, it's almost like a slushy, but it's like made out of like Coca-Cola. 
So, but are you saying that's like, cause I can go get like a Coca-Cola you know, flavored right, ice. Right now, are you saying it's like that? It's like, like a Coca-Cola ice cream. No, icy. Do you guys have Oh, yeah, exactly like that. It's exactly okay. like that. But it comes out of a machine. Okay. Like right now, I think it's like McDonald's. You can go and get a frozen Coke. Like they have a thing where you okay. can either get frozen Coke or like these frozen Fantas. Yeah. Which are like, Fanta. they have like the blue, blue raspberry or the cherry. And they taste exactly like Airheads candy. If you ever had that. Mm-hmm. I've had it, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you'd get the frozen Cokes and they had like the the popcorn and they'd have the uh, the hot dogs on the rollers. Yeah. I miss that place. <laughs> I just, I mean, just in general, I just feel like there's not too many cool places to go shopping anymore, you know? And like, I don't know, maybe that's, yeah, it's I true. would say maybe that's a good thing, but it's not a good thing because it's not like it's done anything to curb consumerism in our culture. It's just now we just buy everything online. And I'm guilty of the exact same thing, you know? But mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more fun, a lot cooler to go to a store versus like just buying stuff online. But, but I get really frustrated a lot of times now because there's things that I want to buy where I want to go try it out first. You know, like this just happened with the, I think I already talked about it in the last episode, but the headphones thing, you know, like I wanted to buy a nice pair of headphones, but there's nowhere around here to go that like a physical location where I can go demo some headphones and decide what I want, you know? Mm -hmm. So like I had to buy some headphones off of Amazon and then like, okay, I don't like these. And now I now I'm returning them, and now they're not new anymore, right? I just I feel like a scumbag. It's just like that. creating all wanna... kinds of waste, and then also like to transfer that too. stuff back and forth. It's just like creating all these like emissions into the atmosphere. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's that too, but to me more, it's just like I don't I don't want to feel like I'm being some kind of scumbag that buys things and returns them, right? But it's right. like I have no other way to decide if I, you know, I got these. I did a bunch of research, and I bought these headphones, and I felt good about it. And I got them and I put them on, listened to some music, and I absolutely hated them. Like, immediately. Like, nope, these are not. You know, because different people like different, you know, different headphones or voice different ways. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people like the way a certain kind sounds. And, you know, I, so I sent those back and I bought a different pair that I'm happy with. And so, like, now I'm happy. But I'm saying, like, you know, if there was a store I could have gone to, you know, where I could have just taken, you know, my phone or whatever with me so I could have plugged it into some different headphones, you know, I could have just gotten what I wanted or whatever, or what I would have been happy with, you know, the first time. Right. You know, I'm sure if you live in like San Francisco or Chicago or New York, there's places you can go, right? Like hi-fi stores. Yeah, but I'm not sure. Like, what are they even called? I mean, is like, like there's a guitar center. Like, would they have something like that? They probably wouldn't have. They they have some like headphones and, st- and yeah. speakers and stuff like that. I think they they would not have had like Sam Ash kind of stuff I used was to have stuff like for. that, or Maybe. Sam Goody. It was Sam Goody and Sam Ash the same place. I don't know. No, Too many I don't Sam's. Think so. No, I feel like Sam Ash sold musical instruments, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Sam Goody was like they sold like music. Like you go to Sam Goody to buy like CDs and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Remember when CDs would oh. come in those like plastic. Those giant, like, long plastic uh, anti-theft things. Well, do you remember before that they came in those big cardboard boxes? Yeah, yeah. I remember getting yeah. Extreme, Extreme, th- Extreme's album three. Yeah. With the uh, top ten hit Stop the World on it. Yeah. And it was, that was the last CD I got. Actually, you know what, now that I think about it, it may have been uh, Soul Asylum's uh, Grave Dancers Union. It was the last CD in a box that I got like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember getting too many CDs in box. I used to buy a lot of used CDs. So 
Oh, you're smart. Oh, I was going to say another another mo- uh, another uh, store I just thought of. Um, I don't know if you guys had them there, uh, Suncoast. Yeah, then they would charge you like full retail of every movie, right? But it, it was cool to go in there and browse. Like, I don't think I bought that much stuff there, but they had like a lot of cool stuff in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that there's still one in existence yeah. now. But maybe not. Uh, yeah. You know, there were, there was not one close to me, but there was one like in Buffalo, like in the, yeah. in the Walden Galleria that I think that I went to uh, before I lived in Buffalo. Yeah. And uh, all right. Anyway, what? Okay. That's, but Suncoast is is good, but super expensive. Yes, that was a great question, though. Thank you. Yeah. Heck like, yeah. I, any excuse to take a trip down and memory I, lane? And I, like, I, I'm I think all that about this is it, probably so. something we're gonna we'll probably come back to. It's always, oh, sure, it's always yeah. fun to talk about these, you know, these places that don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, so possibly tangentially related to that. Okay. Well, not really. It's just more of a walk down memory lane, I guess. But because mm-hmm. uh, we're at like the hour and 15 minute mark now, so we should probably Wrap start winding things down. But as I said at the beginning of the show, this is uh, the Thanksgiving episode for this year. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm just going to say it right off the top, I'm not going to answer this question. So don't ask. Cause like, I, I feel like I already kind of talked about Thanksgiving stuff on my show. So this is like, I just want to hear from, from you. So, okay. well, it's a two part question. I'm just going to ask you the first part first. So okay. <laughs> when, when, when somebody says Thanksgiving to you, or when you think of Thanksgiving, like what, like what pops into your head, like what memory or whatever, like, uh, going to my grandpa's house. And, uh, yeah. What what was that like? Uh, it was it was very nice until like my grandmother died, and then it was it, then he my grandfather got remarried, and then it really became all about like his uh, his his new family, I guess. <laughs> but oh, you know, it's, it's just always you know what it is. There's something about it that is uh, it just it just like like the memories and like my feeling of it is just like really warm like i just mm-hmm. like i just remember it just like just like the you know the living room feeling like really warm yeah so is, is that like a weird probably no, a weird thing that's thing no, say but it's like you know my memories of of thanksgiving is just like warmth yeah <laughs> no that's don't laugh that's cool because, I mean, I agree. It's like I feel like my memories of, like, spending time with family for Thanksgiving, like, those are probably my best – like, of any holiday, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, I love Christmas and everything around Christmas, but just, like, as far as, like, single-day experience, like, at a fa- family get-togethers or whatever, like, it's not even close. Like, Thanksgiving takes the cake. Yeah. Cause it takes it can, the pie, really. I mean, yeah. It's more of a pie day. I mean – you know, it's just it's it's nice being able to like have all this food and everything and do whatever. But you know, like for me, it's just like you know, seeing people you don't see that often, and like yeah. even maybe like cousins that are, uh, you know, same age as you, but you just don't see them very much. Yeah, that, that's always nice, and it's just like it's just warm. It's just warm, and yeah. and you know, like being on the couch under a blanket. You know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So second second part of the question then. Okay. Um, what is your this is a food question though, and I know you're not, you know, super into food or whatever based on <laughs> previous conversations we had, but I mean it is Thanksgiving after all. Yeah, so yeah. like what your ideal 
but let's just say you're going to have one plate of food for Thanksgiving, right? You're not okay. going to go back for seconds, which I know it sounds crazy because it's Thanksgiving, but I'm trying to say just to limit yourself, you're going to take one normal yeah. dinner plate and you can load it up with whatever, right? Mm -hmm. For Thanksgiving, like what is, what's going on that plate? All right. So let me just write it down here because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah, um, he's got a pencil and paper out, so things have gotten very serious, <laughs> which I which I appreciate. Um, so obviously, you know, turkey is going on there. Yeah, and uh, yeah. white you know, meat, like, dark meat, or both. Uh, white meat, preferably. Okay. You know, you, I used to say when I was a kid, uh, like, oh, I like dark meat more. But mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I just like it's just it's just like a little too slimy. You know, I slimy. Just like, yeah, like 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 dark meat okay. is like it's like too moist. I like the dryness of white meat. Oh, now. okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say green bean casserole. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely a huge uh, dollop of mashed potatoes with some gravy mm -hmm. on it. And I and you know like I'm the kind of person that especially like on on Thanksgiving I I like to mix a lot of things together. There's, sure. there's definitely people that are just like, I can only eat one thing at a mm -hmm. time. I can't mix it. They can't touch. Like I know yeah. some people are like, they can't touch. Uh, but I like to just, you know, like, but the, especially with mashed potatoes and turkey, you can just kind of. Oh, yeah, for sure. But um, even the green bean casserole, like if you get a little cross-contamination going on between like mashed potatoes and gravy and green bean casserole, like that's pretty delicious, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of the stuff is I've been exposed to a lot more uh, mm -hmm. since since getting married and, you know, like with my wife's family. My wife's family, like, definitely has, like, a big uh, Thanksgiving. Like, they have people over and they all, like, make cookies together. And it's, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's pretty pretty elaborate. Um, so, you know, I just – I thought of something and I, and I lost it. Uh, uh, how about this? How about uh, some deviled eggs? All right, that's an interesting one. Just because I don't, I personally don't uh, uh, associate the two. But is that like is deviled eggs something that like when you went over to your grandfather's house or whatever, like was was deviled eggs generally like on offer, or is that yes, is that something for sure? You, they were they okay. were always on on offer, and in but uh, but my wife's sister like makes them every year too. So like that's yeah. definitely a carryover, and I you know I love them. I can I eat way too many of them. <laughs> yeah. No, same here. Like I love deviled eggs. I just never yeah. associated it with uh, like I'll eat deviled eggs just anytime. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I um, mean, really it's just egg salad in like a more easily, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Consumable by it. You don't need like the bread as the vehicle. It's just a hand me a deviled egg and you just like you, you now when you eat a deviled egg, is that one bite or two? Oh, that's definitely one bite. Okay. I have yeah, a real problem of just like, one biting a lot of things that probably should be two bites. <laughs> I just feel like the th the problem is like if you if you take a bite out of a deviled egg, like then now you got the filling you got to maybe worry about. Like, is it going to come flopping out of there? Like, all right, so you're done. That's it. Uh, I mean, your... are we are we talking like so? This is only dinner. So is it like are we considering? We're going to get to that. Calm okay. Down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is that, just, this that's is like just the, dinner. That's like the main things that I can think of off yeah. the top of my head. So not you're not. Like stuffing is like take it or no, leave it. No, I mean it stuffing is good, or... but like a lot of times that's something that I will, uh, like I'll, I'll I'll mix that in if I can, you know, like yeah. that that will go along with the mashed potatoes. I like to like 
mix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like if you didn't have stuffing, together, that's not good. that's not like a huge issue for you. Right. If it's but, not there, it's okay. like I you know, Got it's it. not like, a huge like uh like you know, candied yams or a kind of uh I mean that's good, but it's not like a huge priority. Same same thing. Got and it. do okay. you run into this problem like when it comes to like Thanksgiving and stuff? Like there's all this food. I, I feel like when I have way too much food to choose from. Yeah. And the same thing happens if I go to a buffet or something like that. Yeah. Like I get full so much easier and I'm like, uh-huh. like I, like if it was like any other day, I could just keep on eating. Yeah. But yeah, I get, kind of. I get full off of one plate and I'm like, oh, I'm done. I can't do well, it. Well, usually, so like, you know, for, for the past, well, quite a few years now, like my wife and I don't really get together with anybody for Thanksgiving. We just have it, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so, and I do most of the cooking. And so I feel like just over the course of cooking, like I'm having to try this and taste that and do whatever. And like sometimes by the time I sit down to eat, I'm just kind of like not full, but not really starving anymore, you know, or whatever. So like, yeah. so yeah, often I can't, uh, I can't eat that much. Although we just had, what day is today? Today's Monday? No, uh, Tuesday. 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 Today's Tuesday. Okay. Just this last Sunday, we had a very Thanksgiving style meal, although... You wouldn't like it because uh, it was turkey thighs, so it was dark meat. But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like dark definitely meat. Definitely not like slimy, I'll tell you that. No, no, I get it. Like, I like both. Like, to me, it's like, you know, given my choice, like, but the problem is, is because it's just the two of us, like, I'm not buying a turkey. Like, we're never going to finish a turkey, right? So I buy, yeah. like, turkey parts. But so, like, what we had on Sunday, I bought two, like, you know, whole turkey thighs right so the bone was still in there and had the skin and everything because then you can roast two turkey thighs and they're gonna cook you know if they're about the same size they'll be done at the same time Mm -hmm. but in the past i've been like well i want to have some some white meat and some dark meat and so i'll get like a turkey breast and a turkey thigh but you know one's bigger than the other and then you run into the problem of like well one's going to be done and the other one's not done but um was really good though. I mean, I brined the the thighs and then let them dry overnight, and it was the skin was super. I don't know how you are with uh, skin, but because some people don't I, I like really it. I like care it for eating skin. If it's if it's crispy, I like. Yeah, I like it was it. crispy. It was yeah, really, it was I'm really all about good. that. And then we had mashed potatoes and gravy, and then we had we had Brussels sprouts, but just to have uh, Brussels sprouts are green, are but, totally good. I mean, they're yeah. they're great. I mean, I you know like like as a kid, I would never even like. Same here, but we were actually my, my wife and I were just talking about that. Yeah, uh, you know, good when, when we were kids in the oven, and they that's get what we did. Like we, we roasted them a little bit. But charred. when we were kids, Brussels sprouts were bitter. Oh, and, and they've, they've, they've sort can't. of they've bred Brussels sprouts to to ditch the the bitterness, and so now it's just like eating a little tiny head of cabbage. Yeah, which is awesome because I love cabbage. Yeah, but if you um, if if you put them in the oven and you kind of get them so they're like that's what we do. Yeah, you know, like they're kind of uh, charred, like like the tips. Of yeah. it, you know, it's yeah. like a little, so good. little crispy on the outside. Yeah, yeah I'm all about idea. that. So, no, so sorry, just before we wrap up your plate here, mm-hmm. uh, just a quick question about the gravy, right? Because you're going to have gravy, right? Mm-hmm. On your plate. Yeah, of course. Does the gravy go over? Like, are you taking that ladle of gravy and like hitting the mashed potatoes and putting it over the turkey? Because you mentioned you like the turkey a little dry. So, do you want to be? But I do want to put some gravy on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put okay. gravy over everything that's warm on the plate. Yeah, like to me, one of the most satisfying things to do, I don't know why this is such a stupid thing, but like, you know, I get my plate and I put that big, you know, pile of mashed potatoes on there. You like, And then I, I love getting the ladle, mm-hmm. putting it in the gravy and then lowering the ladle 
into the the mashed potato yeah. pile to make a crater. You yeah, know, like then, a volcano. So you get like a yes, I love that. Yeah, I mean that's very the, satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now uh, so now dinner's over and you're gonna have uh, dessert. So this yeah. is a much easier question, I guess. Like, what are you? You, you can only have one thing for dessert, right? You can't mix and match or whatever. So if you can only have, you're going to have one little plate with a piece or a slice or whatever of one thing, what's it going to be? I mean, if it's, if it's going to, it's probably going to be pumpkin pie. Cause I, I, but I, as long as I can just like really load on the whipped cream, I was joking the other day that I really, I like to have pumpkin pie with my whipped cream. Because right. I just I, I yeah. love I love whipped cream like Cool Whip, you know. Yeah. There there's like a few months ago there was a point where I was like not eating ice cream when everyone else in the family was eating ice cream. I was like freezing yeah. a thing of Cool Whip, and I would. Oh, just how's like, that? I mean, it's like it's pretty good. Just like the news. Well, thing. I used to like when I was a kid, we used to always have a tub of Cool Whip in the fridge. But you put it like, put it in the I, freezer, I to, and it's kind of like yeah, yeah. But I'm, that's why I'm asking. Is I used to just eat the Cool Whip. Yeah. When no one was looking, I would get a spoon and go like eat some Cool Whip out of the tub, and it never. So I'm curious. Like it seems like that would be pretty good. It is frozen. Totally, yeah. totally good. Uh, yeah. I, I what about what about ice cream? Like instead of, you know, it's such a weird. I'm just curious if you had a slice of pumpkin pie and like a scoop of vanilla ice cream next to it, or is that oh, totally, like, yeah. totally. You know, okay. it's so okay. weird because for the longest time, I did not really care for vanilla ice cream. But it's like as I'm getting older, I feel like. Vanilla ice cream might be my favorite. Like outside of outside of like cookies and cream, which is my favorite ice cream, but like just yeah. vanilla by itself is just it's so much more appealing than it was. It just with, goes it goes well with things. Yeah, and also. and it just but like, I think it's it's good by itself too. But it's like if you're gonna make something and have ice cream with it, yeah. Not, I feel like nine times out of ten you're gonna use vanilla because mm -hmm. you're not trying to overpower, right? Because like if you had if you had like a piece of pumpkin pie. And then like a scoop of like chocolate ice cream with it. That, it's, yeah, it's not good. It doesn't sound appealing at all. And just even you well, know, to some people, it probably does. But like I, I, I like chocolate, but it's just yeah. I'm I'm I th I think I might be kind of, and I will eat chocolate if it's in front of me. Like my kids' Halloween candy, like it's like in these yeah. things. I'm always like. Grab a but overall, candy. you're not you're not in the chocolate period. You're saying. Well, I mean, I I used to be so in the chocolate, and I will eat chocolate yeah. if it's like there. Yeah. But I very rarely go out of my way to like get chocolate, like you know, like a Hershey's bar. No yeah. thanks. Like that's that, bad that, that, that will be like on... that's very bad chocolate. Yeah. Do you guys have there... C's candy where you are or no? C's, C's candy? No. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm gonna take care of that. <laughs> uh, there's is a weird thing with with chocolate. In general, and I don't know if it's like I don't think it's like an allergy or anything like that, but it really makes me just kind of like makes like around my mouth feel kind of like irritated. And maybe it is allergy, like a weird. That allergy. sounds like you have like a mild allergy to me. And it makes uh, it just makes my like around my mouth. It just and this is not because I'm like smeared it all over my face or anything like that. No, I, I'm not. A, yeah. I'm not a pig or anything. But it just it, it makes my that. it makes my uh, like like skin like around my mouth like feel like sticky. Yeah. Yeah. That and sounds I'm not like just like allergy, I think. And I, you know what, if it is like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Like I, yeah. I would like to say like, well, you know, I, I, I know that if I am going to be like doing a lot of stuff, like I'm not going to have any chocolate. Like yeah. if I'm going to be yeah. talking to people, cause I just don't want to, like, I need to go and like wash, I feel like I need to wash my face after it. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty unfortunate, but yeah. Um, all right. Well, on that note, this has been episode six of uh, Here's My Question for You, the official Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> and I only say that because it's just like people can believe it or not, but like the Halloween episode, like that was really not intentional. Like that just – because when we recorded it, like nobody – Nobody else realized that, like, oh, this will end up getting uploaded on Halloween because it literally got released like on. Yeah, that Halloween. was that was that super was, lucky, and we had the right person. That was a happy it. coincidence, yeah. yeah. So, but but you know, I specifically had this question in there because it's you know this is going to be Thanksgiving week when people uh, hear it. So, and it, it's it's fun to have themes, and I'm sure that we'll yeah we'll continue to revisit those too, themes. You know? Yeah, we should have a New Year's episode too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Yeah, so everyone should should uh, send an email as questions so that we don't. Yeah, we haven't gotten any more emails. I checked yeah. right before we started recording. So, but yeah, that's uh, here's my podcast at gmail dot com. And uh, you can you can you follow know, us got, on Twitter if Twitter still exists when you're hearing this. Right, right. Twitter and Instagram both are at here's my podcast. And uh, if you go on the Twitter there, there's like a link tree, uh, uh, link tree link that has like all of our like links on it. Cause I can't, I can't remember the name of the service, but since we last recorded, I've added the podcast uh, based on a, a listener request, which was what I was saying last time. If you, if our podcast is not on your platform of choice, just let me know. Like it's very easy to add it to another one. So it's a, I think it's like player FM or something like that, that I added it to. I don't, huh. I don't that might not be exactly correct, but anyway, it's on there now too. So heck yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for episode six. And uh, as always, thanks for listening and you'll hear us next time. Take care.